we're recording a podcast. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to call this In Residence because I am a resident currently and you're going to be a resident soon. One day. One day. I am Robin. I graduated university a couple months ago and I'm currently working at Google. Um, and I am Morgan. I also graduated from college just recently in May. Um, and I'm a first year medical student now as of August. We're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest. We thought it would be we thought it would be fun to make a podcast and when we thought about what we had to talk about, pretty much all we came up with was medical school and Google. And I actually mentioned this to a classmate of mine, and she said, you know what, that sounds pretty interesting, actually. So, here we are. I guess this episode is Beginnings in Residence, and we're gonna talk about how we ended up where we are today. We both went through um, the process of deciding what the heck we were gonna do with our lives after university, even though I guess we kind of knew to a point. And interviews and picking out places. Going into detail about that. A lot of people um, have this idea that you have to know basically since birth that you want to be a doctor in order to get into medical school. Which is super untrue, first of all, because I know a lot of people who are like in their 30s and just decided to go to med school. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some people are much <laughs> stronger than I. Um, but I, uh, I went to a science and math high school with very high hopes for being a physicist or a chemist because I thought those were cool sciences. And I found out that I sucked at both of those hardcore. I was very, very bad at physics and I was very, very bad at chemistry. And then I started taking biology classes instead because that was all I had left. And it went really well. I really liked it. Um, I especially loved learning about anatomy and things like that. And so I thought, okay, cool. I'll get a biology degree when I go off to college or whatever. And then everyone was like, well, that's great if you're interested in it. But like, what do you do with a biology degree? And I was like, literally, I don't know. So I started out interested in forensics and things like that. Um, and then eventually found out that there's this cool thing called a medical examiner. And I really wanted to do that. I thought that was super cool. Those are people that do autopsies and things, which is a weird interest to have. But I thought it sounded neat. Um, and to do that, you have to have a medical degree. So I was like, guess I'm going to med school. Um, but in in the process of like applying to med school, learning more about med school, I, I did actually become interested in actually medicine. Um, pathology is still really cool to me, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little more interested in the patient side of things now that I'm actually in medical school, uh, still not settled on a specialty yet cause I'm like three months into this journey, but I'm working on it. Might, might decide to actually deal with patients. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a little afraid of talking to them, but like. That's okay, you're a doctor. That's just because I have no idea how to talk to patients yet. But we they, they teach us that in med school. That's what school, That's what is, school for. is for. So <laughs> we're getting there. Okay, so where did I go to school? I went to an art high school and a liberal arts 
university. <laughs> um, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And my first year of university, I was kind of looking at the theater major. Yeah. But what actually happened was um, I had to do work study so I could have money to, like, eat. You know? Yeah, that's important. So I couldn't do the theater program thing where you had to work in the shop, even though it's basically a job if you do it because you can get a grant and get money. I don't know. They didn't give me the grant, so I was like, I'm going to take intro to computer science. <laughs> that's, my, that's my inspiring story. That's a, that's a natural next step. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, I'm a huge nerd on the internet and stuff, so computer science. And um, there are a lot of people in that class who had done coding since they were a young child. Well, that's probably an exaggeration. But there are people who are way more familiar with it than I was. And so I felt really, really intimidated because I knew that Python was a language and I knew what recursion was the concept of it um so yeah i took the class and i was like this is actually super fun and i seem to be good at it and computer science will make me a lot and a lot of money and this professor used to work at nasa oh casually. so that's cool <laughs> so i fit the four-year computer science program into three years because i did nothing my freshman year and then at the end i was like i need a job i'll just <laughs> I'll just apply to Google because why would As why you would do. you just apply to Google? Yeah, oh like God. I I I don't think anyone else. I think I graduated with four other people on the computer science program, which is not a lot of people. But I don't think any of them were just like, yeah, I'll just apply to Google. And I'm like, but why not? <laughs> like you have your resume. The application is literally sending your resume. And then a little box that says, if you have a cover letter, you can put it here, but you don't really need to write one, smiley face. It's the colon, like, parenthesis. <laughs> so I guess basically what happened is um, I ended up at Google, spoilers, and now I am a one-year resident, which means I'm not sure uh, what team I'll be working on yet. I'll kind of have... Uh, up to three choices by the end of my residency, and I'm not entirely sure what those will be yet. Yeah, I guess I probably should have explained how medical school works, maybe. <laughs> I feel like not everybody knows that. I, I don't even know what you mean by saying that, well, so... <laughs> well, so for medical school, like, if you want to do medicine, you have to go through four years of undergrad, you have to get your bachelor's degree... And then you do uh, four years of medical school, assuming you get in, um, which is Step one. a fun journey in and of itself. And by fun, I mean it sucks. But like, if you're if you if you want to do it, you'll get through it. It's not impossible. Well, evidently, I mean, for some people, maybe I don't know. <laughs> What is this? I think this is a logical fallacy <laughs> of some kind. Probably. You in medical school. Don't worry, it's not impossible. I mean, I guess that's true, because you're in medical school. Yeah, but... <laughs> I mean, I could... Anyway, anyway, don't worry. Jesus. It's fine. It's fine. It's doable. People can do it. People have done it, obviously. Um, and then after you finish medical school, you have to go on and do a residency in whatever you want to specialize in. 
which can be any number of things. So like if you wanted to do just general practice, you could be an internal medicine special resident. Oh God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Internal medicine <laughs> resident or like a family medicine resident um, or a surgeon resident. That didn't sound right, but anyway. Uh, you, you get the point across. Anyway. Um, Title drop. Right. Resident. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. It all comes together. Yeah. I guess. Eventually. Yeah, so you do your residency, which can be uh, many years, depending on what you do. Some of them are only, like, two years. Some of them are, like, five years. And then after that, if you want to specialize further, you can do a fellowship, which can be like three years is one of the ones that I'm looking at. So you can be in medical school for a very long time. You get paid during your residency. You do get paid during your residency and during your fellowship. So like, it's not all bad. You don't get paid very well, but you get paid. Um, And then after, after all of that is said and done, you can finally practice medicine. You get that nice little doctor thing on your business card, and then you go to the Bahamas and chill, cry about your debt. Uh... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of debt involved. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Welcome to America. Yeah. Uh... Rewind time to when you were filling out applications, if you can bear to think about that moment in your life. Right. So the application process for medical school is a lot. It's very expensive. It's very time consuming. It's very draining, I guess. Uh It's not fun for anybody, essentially. I don't think anybody's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to apply to medical school. So after you get all of your prerequisite classes in your undergrad years, And those can differ based on which school you're going to. For the most part, they're pretty much the same. You have to get all these different prerequisites finished. And they try to keep them pretty broad so that people in any major can get them. I was a biology major, and my university specifically had like a pre-med option that had all the prereqs built into it, so it was really easy. It's not so easy for a lot of people. It's got to make it really hard to be a doctor. They really do, (laughs) is the problem. But after you get your prereqs done, there is, there's like a big application you do um, that most medical schools are registered with. It's called the AMCAS. It's been a long time since I've said that. Um, And if you have applied to college and remember the Common App, it's basically that. Um, If you don't know what that is... Then, Thank God. <laughs> yeah, good on you, because... Well, I mean, I guess it does make it easier. It's just that it still sucks. Yeah, you just kind of mm. do everything all in one place. You punch in, like, here's where I volunteered, how many hours I volunteered, here's all my shadowing experience, here's all my classes that I took, here's my personal statement. That's fun. It's basically like a cover letter for why I want to go to med school. And you can't make it too cheesy or they won't take you seriously, which is bullshit. But anyway. It's got to be such, like, a difficult line. Like, it really is. Because, like, it's an application. It's all about the cheese. Like, you're not going to be like, I want to go to med school because, well, I mean, I guess if you want to be a doctor, you kind of you kind of have to really want to be a doctor. 
Yeah, and basically the personal statement is just like the gatekeeper, are you serious about this kind of thing? Um, but also you can't be too cheesy or they won't, they'll be like, ah, you made this up regardless of whether or not that's the case. Cause some people are like, I always wanted to help people and they mean that, which is great. But sometimes the people reading your personal statement will be like, Hmm, do you, do you really want to help people? Oh my God. But anyway, essentially they tell you, you can write about anything, which is kind of true and kind of not just kind of this big nebulous thing. So you do your personal statement and you do all of this other stuff. You pay them a lot of money and they send out your, um, your application to all of the schools that you sign up for. They attach your recommendation letters and send those all out. I mean, it's a nice little system that packages everything together and just sends it, your little packet out to everybody uh, that you want to see it, obviously. Um, and then if they like you or sometimes just for submitting your application they will send the schools will send you a secondary application just for fun yes which usually entails another fee um some of which can be like over a hundred dollars which isn't fun and more essays um some will just have i don't know like more demographic things like why this program specifically type stuff and so you fill all of those out and send those back in and then you wait for a very long time the, the most fun part obviously. the most fun part is, is the waiting not really the, the agony yeah the suffering of waiting it's, it's it sucks because they claim that they try not to, like, put up barriers to people getting into medical school, but they kind of do. I wonder, like, why why the cost? Like, there's, obviously there's some, like, person hours involved with, like, putting out applications and reviewing them and blah, blah, blah. But is it, is it that much? <laughs> is, yeah, does I, it really cost that much? <laughs> I honestly don't know. I mean, I'm sure it takes some amount of money to like keep the amcas afloat but i don't know it's it's kind of outrageous and they do have programs to uh, waive those fees in place so you can apply and say i make my family makes this much money and we can't afford this shit and they'll be like okay fine and you get like x number of apple like x number of schools they'll give you for free and they'll like sometimes they'll waive your mcat fees which is another fun thing. Oh, oh yes, the test. The big the big test that also costs a million dollars. So it really sucks if you apply and then you like don't get in. I spent a lot of money to get like two whole interviews, which I mean worked out for me, but I'm also like, well, if I knew I was only going to be able to go in state, I could have just applied to these two places. But, you know, you want to make sure you throw out a wide net and see what you can what you get. And then there's Texas. <laughs> and then there's Texas. All right. Which has its own separate application. Well, I mean, it is a different country. <laughs> Basically. They're like, we have so many medical schools. Oh. Luckily, theirs doesn't cost as much. It's like $150 and you can send to as many colleges as you want. That's actually kind of nice. So if you want to apply to Texas, you have to do that. But it's basically just like copying and pasting information over from the AMCAS to the Texas one. So it's not that bad, I guess. And then there's a whole separate process you have to do to apply to DO schools, which I know nothing about because I did not apply to any DO schools because I was sick and tired of applying to MD schools. 
So it, it takes a very long time. It takes several months, in fact. Um, putting the application together itself doesn't necessarily take very long. It takes several hours, maybe, of dedicated work. But just waiting for everything to be submitted, waiting for all your recommendation letters to get uploaded, waiting for all of your uh, scores to get put in, that does take a lot of time. But if you get it done quickly, then you're done. My recommendation is always to get stuff done early. Like, if you get it submitted before the summer's over, they won't start sending out interview requests until October or September, maybe. So then you have, like, all of that time to just chill. You just, just get it done. Just agonize. Yeah, 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 just chill. Just get it all submitted by July and then just forget about it until you get an email that's like, sorry. <laughs> or an email that's like, hey! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up? That's just how they knowing sound. ahead of time that most of the things you will get will probably say sorry. Um, that's just that's, the statistical that's the nature of the thing. Well, unless you're just like a really, really good applicant, which I urge you to be. But <laughs> Try I to was... like fill out the applications well. I mean, it's kind of counterintuitive. Do do a good job, maybe. Um, yeah, and I mean, it differs for pe- for like states that have more medical schools and things of that nature. Because there's all sorts of stupid rules about who they can accept and who they can't accept. So most places will only accept like 75% of, well, or 75% of students have to be in-state students, which is a stupid rule, but makes it very hard to go out of state. It's not impossible. I know several people who've done it. I was just not one of them. But yeah, it's stressful. And it's very difficult and nobody should feel bad if it doesn't go well the first time. Because, holy crap. I feel like at least half of my class either took gap years to get their stuff sorted or, like, applied multiple times. Try, try again. Just, just yeah. take a year off. Go work at a hotel someplace. And just, just Why a hotel? Fill out again. I don't know. That seems like a place someone would work. Because if you say McDonald's, it's too depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so a hotel. I yeah. mean, most people try to do, like, medical stuff. So medical that... hotel. <laughs> Go volunteer at a I don't know. The only know. thing that I thought of when you said that was uh, was like hospice. I mean, which yeah. is not good. I mean, it is good. I volunteered with hospice. It's a great and wonderful thing. But mm. uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so moving on. Huh? I'm like. Because that was all about the application process. My application process was uh, send in the resume, and then a couple months later, get an email in the middle of class because I'm looking at my phone in class, but that's fine. Um, Delinquent. Yeah. An email from a recruiter being like, hey, we want to interview you, and then just spending the entire class just staring at my professor like, I have something so much more important to tell you than what's going on right now. <laughs> So that was my application process. <laughs> God, I wish that were me. I know. It was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, Google's got it figured out. This is why people actually work at Google. This is why nobody wants to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the applications. There's no other consideration. Why don't you work at Google? <laughs> well, oh, that's the other thing. That's the other thing that I found that I was bad at at my science and math school. Computer stuff. I sucked at it. Biology was my was my last hope. 
I'm like, I want to say her class wasn't that good, but it's okay. I don't, it I don't actually know. But, no, it was, it was terrible, but... <laughs> I'll teach you all the very important computer stuff, like recursion and um, uh, uh, other... Yeah, I can code. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever else coding entails. Um, so uh, interviews for medical school range in on a scale from hellish to slightly less hellish but not good. I only had two of them, though, so I can't really talk. Medical school interviews, you get it in the email and they say, yes, we want to interview you. Um, here's like a calendar. I don't actually know how most of them do it. For mine, they were like, here's a calendar of when we're doing interviews. Just like type into this little thing which date you want and we'll set it up. And then you turn up on the day of your interview. Uh, you better look spiffy as heck, but not too spiffy. Because if you look too much like an individual, they won't take you seriously. Oh? Legitimately, legitimately. All of the advice I read was like, you need to wear a plain suit. It needs to be either gray, black, or a very navy blue. That's it. Those are the three allowed colors. If you wear a tie, better be plain. If you wear a skirt, it better not be too short. Slash, you better be wearing tights or whatever. No jewelry. Just don't even wear jewelry. Or at least not very much. Like, maybe one pair of earrings. That's it. So yeah, it sucks. Because everybody's very uncomfortable. And you're just kind of shepherded around with other people all day. Sometimes they feed you, which is nice. Yeah, so they split... For ours, they split us up into groups. And then we just had, like an orientation thing we went to, and then we had our interviews. I had mine, like, I was in the first group in the morning, which I'm not sure if that was a good thing or a bad thing. I was kind of like, well, I'm glad to get this crap over with. So you go in, and it's like a room of people. We had four people. Three of them were, like, practicing physicians, and one was a fourth-year medical student, which, thank God for that fourth-year medical student, Oh. She was, like, really trying to have my back. She was very nice. And I was like, thank you for being a gift, because all these scary white men are really intimidating to me. Because, yeah, I think it was just, like, a bunch of white dudes and then this med student. I was like, okay. Um, and then they ask you a bunch of stupid questions. They're not stupid. They're kind of stupid. But they ask you all these questions... That you have to answer, you know, standard interview stuff. Um, some of sometimes places will do like situational things, like you have a ninety-year-old lady, a sweet old lady who's never done anything wrong in her entire life, and this delinquent who smokes weed. They both come in, and you only can treat one. Which one do you treat? And it's really? like, yes. Is this like the trolley problem? <laughs> Basically, and you better have a damn good reason for whichever you say. Um, the correct answer, from my understanding, by the way, is just to say you assess them both. Whichever one has the best chance of survival, you help that person. My answer was the old lady's going to die anyway, so you save the young person. And I don't think oh. that was right. I didn't say that in my interview. I didn't say that in my interview. I should preface. <laughs> um, that's, that's, no, that's the right answer. That's what you say to get into med school. <laughs> No, 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 no. I didn't get that question. Instead, I got, what the hell question? I got one that was like, is it ever okay to lie? What do you, 
And I was like, what? And that was the first question they asked me. That's, that sets a tone. Yeah. And I was like, I thought y'all were going to ask why I wanted to be a doctor. (laughs) No, we're going to talk about morality. Yeah. Tell us the moral of lying. Yeah, it was, that's what started me off. So I was just like ruined for the rest of the day. I was like, man, I screwed that up so much. I am never going to get into medical school, blah, blah, blah. I had another interview the same day for a smaller program. It was so nice. They didn't even ask me questions. They just chatted with me. Oh. It was great. I don't know whether that's more intimidating or not. Like, I'd be like, what's the point of this? What are you you trying to get out of me? (laughs) I don't know. I enjoyed that um, a lot more because it was a lot less stressful. But there are different formats for the interview process at different schools. There are some places that are adopting this model where you do, like, short interviews and you do several of them with different groups of people. So they'll be like, instead of, like, a... How long was my interview? like almost an hour maybe i guess that's not bad yeah it goes pretty fast because i was sweating a lot and i was extremely stressed out oh yeah but that's uh, <laughs> i was just like the adrenaline's running time is nothing to me anymore but then there's some that'll do like really short like 10 minute interviews and you'll do like a bunch of them i don't know how i feel about that either yeah i don't know the programs I the programs I did did not do that, so that was great. And then there are some places that'll ask you a lot more personal questions just to get to know you as a person and to see whether they feel like like who you are as an individual will be a good fit for medical school or for their program. And so they won't ask you stupid morality questions. Instead, they'll just be like, what do you do for fun? What do you, what do, you do for stress relief? I did get a couple questions like that, so mine was kind of like a mix. But there are some places that like really focus on one or really focus on the other. And so the best way to figure that out is just to kind of Google it. And then people will be like, this was my experience with this nonsense. I don't know. There's a lot of like question banks on the internet, which are good to do. I had several things that I was like, I literally don't know what I would answer to this question. So I like figured out an answer and kind of typed it out. And I was like, okay, so if they asked me what kind of cookie I would be, I've got an answer for that. God. That was an example question that they gave us once. And I was like, who asks that? I had an answer ready, but... Macadamia nut. That's a that's the wrong answer. Oh, well. Just right off the bat. Mine oh was God. something stupid. Sorry. Like, like if I was, a, I was a cookie, I wouldn't actually be a cookie. I'd be cookie dough. Like, I'm not a fully formed medical student yet or some bullshit. So, yeah, the best way to approach those is just to, like... Google question banks of what questions people are into asking. You're welcome. Figure out. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just figure out, like, what kinds of answers you would give. And then dress the right way. Because there are definitely some people who probably did not make it because of that. Like, I want to say that they don't care. But, like, they do to an extent. Just don't wear a mini skirt. It wasn't a mini skirt. It was a very short... It was. It was... It was a short skirt, though, and I, I was just like, oh, hun, you're already oh, at a disadvantage here. That sucks. Yeah, so just don't make mistakes like that. Don't make anything worse for yourself, I guess. Just swallow your pride, be boring for a day, for get into med school, day. and everything's fine. Yeah, I don't know. It's just really stressful. Prepare ahead of time, you know, as you would for any interview. 
it's really just like any other interview. It's just sometimes people will also ask you about your opinions on healthcare. The trolley, the trolley problem. The trolley, and someone will, sometimes people will ask you if it's okay to lie ever, and that's a weird question, but you just have to know that that's coming. Have you ever killed a man? Yeah. Is there ever a time when it would be okay to murder or something? I don't know. And you better answer no to that, because the whole thing with doctors is do no harm. Yeah, doctors, don't murder. Yeah. That's, That's the tip of the episode. Don't murder. Don't, don't do murder. It's bad. So anyway. Yeah. How is interviewing for Google? Yeah, I guess I can talk about interviews. The fun thing about, like, looking back on the interview process for me is um, there's a lot of information available at Google, believe it or not. So I got to watch a lot of videos. Well, like, just in training, there's this one video that's like, anti-discrimination like you know training like that and so it kind of gives a viewpoint into how their interview process works to select the best candidates and try really hard to keep bias out of the process you know they do acknowledge that there is always going to be bias but they try really hard to not do that and i really appreciate that my process was a lot different than other people well like the general thing is the same but Um, You could apply for a full-time job, which I did, and apply for a residency, which I did, because I was like, well, I'm coming out of university, so this looks like the right thing. Pretty sure the description was just, for people coming out of university. Oh, there you go. Silence. And I'm like, oh, um, okay, I guess I'll do that. I think I went through four interviews. Oh, jeez. Well, it was two rounds of interviews. And each round had two interviewers, and I think each interviewer had about 45 minutes to interview. But I know some people who are in the program with me who had to go through four or five rounds of interviews. Oh, wow. Yeah, which I think what happened there is, like, they were getting interviewed for the full-time position, and they weren't quite what they were looking for in full-time engineers and so they were like okay but you might be a really good fit for the residency program which i think the reasoning there is like okay you don't have experience but you definitely learned the concepts that you need to know so let's put you in here so you can put the concepts to work you know they went through like i don't know three interviews for full-time and then they were like uh okay and then put them in interviews for the residency and so a lot of people had a lot more to do But for me, they were just like, no, we're not going to hire you full time. Here, do the resident interviews. But I mean, I only had to do a couple of them. So that's cool. Yeah, that's always nice. Yeah. A lot of things on the internet say, like about the interview process that like you do a couple phone interviews and then the final one will be an on-site interview where they fly you in. But I guess for the residency, they don't do that. Also, I was very far away from any office they would fly me into so I think they were just like no just just do the phone interviews so the best thing about the process was they told you everything you needed to know for the interview because like interviews in general I mean they're stressful for everyone but I think just the aspect of 
going in and having to answer really vague questions like, tell me about yourself, or who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? And being like, <laughs> I, I heard that somewhere. I don't know. I what? think that's an actual interview question at some point. All right. But just, I yeah. Mean, all right. <laughs> yeah. But just like hearing these things and being like, why are you asking me this? What do you want to know about me? Just like the, is it ever okay to lie? You know, <laughs> you're kind of just like, I, what, what do you, what do you want to know about me? Right. What are you trying to get from this? Yeah. So that sucks a lot. But with Google, it's, uh, it's all technical interviews. My point of contact with the company sent me this very long Google doc of course. Of course. Yeah. With a bunch of sections in it, like um, data structures, of course, and uh, stuff that's not data structures. I mean, yeah, like data structures and algorithms and programming languages and uh, stuff like that, which I'm actually listing off the classes that I took at university because <laughs> this sheet was literally like the courses in my university program. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> Which, like, like the only section on there that I was like, oh, I'm not really sure about this, is because I substituted that class, so I didn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that was a really good spin of fate, because I've heard a lot, of, a lot of other computer science programs and the classes that they take there, and I'm like, yeah, but that wasn't on the Google interview sheet, was it? <laughs> So it's just a lot of stuff like know how to like write recursion, know the structure of a, a red black tree, know know how to write in a language that you can use for the interview. And I use Java because we wrote a lot in Java. And so I spent probably a solid month where I wrote in a big notebook all of the sections from this Google Doc and... I just took notes on them, and I went and found all of my old class notes that I saved for some reason, and was like, wow, these actually came in handy for the oh, first wow. time in my life. So I went through all my notes, and I googled a lot of stuff, and looked up things, and took a ton of notes, and made sure that I reviewed everything so they'd be fresh in my mind. And um, the fun thing was, they also had books that were like, you can read these books about technical interviews and it'll tell you about how you should do this interview. And there are a lot of really good points in it. Like the person interviewing you wants you to succeed. I guess this makes more sense, like the structure of the interview. So like each 45 minute thing, they actually have engineers from the company do the interviews. I learned actually last week that you have to be at the company for six months before you can start interview training. So that's fun. Oh, fun. Um, tidbits. Facts. Um, so from what I can tell, I got interviewed by one software engineer, one site reliability engineer, and they do more like testing of stuff. And the other round, probably a software engineer and then someone who had gone through the residency before. So I think like a very fresh software engineer. And so you go in and uh, you call them on the phone and then you open up a Google Doc that you're both looking at. And they ask you a question, some programming question. But like one of the questions in this book that they suggested that I did read, and I'm so glad that I read it, is something like cracking the code interview or something. But it was, uh, you have a hallway 
and down this hallway are a bunch of lockers and they're numbered lockers. So you have a hundred lockers and what you do is like they're all closed at first and the first time you go by you open all the lockers and then the second time you go by you you toggle you know so like if it's open you close it if it's closed you open it so the second time you toggle every other locker and then the third time you toggle every three lockers so you just go and toggle multiples of these numbers until you get up to 100 and so the question is at the end once you go through this process a hundred times, which lockers will be open and which ones will be closed? Oh. Yeah. So that's a fun question that I still remember the answer to. <laughs> the secret is, yeah. Prime numbers. <laughs> the secret is prime numbers. Um, so yeah, it's questions like that. And then they'll ask you to, for example, write a program or like just a little code loop that will get you the answer to this, which means you have to understand the problem enough to code it blah 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 and then like implement a data structure like write the functions that you would need to put data in a stack and get it out of a stack and you know all the stuff like that but like the point the point of the interview i remember reading a quote that helped a lot by someone who did this like who interviewed a lot of employees and his thing was it's okay if they're slow it's perfectly fine if they're slow to figure out the question what we're looking for is whether they have knowledge about this concept or not. Even if it takes you a while to be like, oh, wait, okay, I see what's going on here. It's it's like this. It's the structure, this algorithm. That's completely fine. They just want to know that you know that that exists. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice. And, like, another big thing is, like, asking for help and and just, like, clarifying the question. So it's like, oh, you have, like, if they tell you you have... 10 numbers in an array, you can be like, oh, but what are these numbers? Are they integers? Are they floats? Are they multiples of something? Are they blah, blah, blah? Like, tell me about, like, explain the problem to me so that I know before I start on it. That's like a really, really important thing that you actually know what you're doing before you start. And they purposely tell you it vaguely because they want you, they want you to clarify. So I guess that's the structure of a code interview. I had four of these um, in between. <laughs> The second round, well, at the beginning of the second round, I sat down, I had my phone open, I was waiting for him to call me, uh, I had the dock open, and then all the power on campus goes out. <laughs> Naturally. But yeah, so I was like, oh, that's really cool, that's really awesome. But um, I managed to do the first round of interview, like the first guy, I talked to him and did the interview magically through phones, And but I did that, and then the second one, he was just like, oh, your power went out? Oh. Uh. We could just, like, reschedule it. I'm like, oh, please, God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so everything worked out okay. Yay. Like, there are even certain points, like, one, I, like, got to what I thought was the end of one interview, and I thought, like, the guy was just taking notes, and so I was just waiting. And then after, like, a few agonizing minutes of silence, he's like, so are you gonna finish coding? And I'm like, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I've ruined everything! Oh. But that was actually kind of a success because I just like really quickly was like, oh, well, I've I've seen the exact code that he wants me to write before and I remember how it works. So I just like typed it out really fast. And then he just sat there in silence for a second. And he's like, oh, oh, wow, this is, this, this is really good. Wow, that's... <laughs> Yeah, I think that'll work. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Oh, oh, my goodness. 
so yeah and <laughs> yep interviews yeah one note my favorite my favorite part of the interview process is one of the things they make sure to do is they before they sit down with any candidates they go what are we looking for in a candidate like what do we want them to know and they really really solidify these particular qualities and turn it into kind of like a science like either someone has this or they don't because that way when you go into the interview it's really really difficult to make i guess subjective biased conclusions about a person based on how they speak or how they look or stuff like that because you already have this list and you already know what you're looking for so you're not going to go into it and be like Oh, I don't know. Like they weren't that like well spoken. Like they had a stutter or something. So eh, maybe they're not. Like no, it's not on your list. That's not what you're looking for. That's not it. Yeah, it's code, and that's it. And I'm gonna be really, really awkward when I'm talking to them. But everything's gonna be fine. Like yeah. prepping for interviews, I went. Oh God, I watched all these videos about interview questions and how to dress and how to act and how to answer questions, and I was like, God. Oh, God, I don't want to do this. And then I didn't. <laughs> there you go. Yay. Yeah. Um, I thought that I had completely screwed up my first interview. I felt terrible walking out of it. But as one of my professors told me when he overheard me complaining later, he was like, well, they look for some really strange things sometimes. So he was like, you might feel like you did a really bad job, but they knew what they were looking for, and, you know, you may have hit exactly what they wanted to see, um, whether or not you feel like you did. And I was just kind of like, well, thanks. <laughs> I mean, it did, it did, and it ended up being true. I mean, I got accepted despite the fact that I thought I did a really shitty job. Sometimes you just say, like, one or two things that they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds like someone who should be a physician. Let's take those notes and they forget all the weird things you said about yeah. old people and delinquents. They just focus on the couple of important things. I think I almost cried during mine, so... And not because I was stressed, but because... Well, partially because I was stressed, but partially because I did have kind of a personally emotional thing that I was talking about, and it was about, like, a patient that I had seen when shadowing. And I got really kind of emotional about it. And I was like, maybe that's what it is. You just have to cry during your interview. You'll be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> good tip. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to gauge. I feel like during a technical interview, it's a little easier to gauge because they want to know how, like, they want to know that you know how to code stuff. Yeah. I do think, like, most companies don't do interviews like that. Or it's, like, half traditional and then half technical. And they're uh, yeah. just like... Yeah, but consider this traditional interviews are the worst. They suck and they and like people are under so much stress. Like I I never feel like it's really I mean the <laughs> doctors of, doctors that's half of what stress. we do is conducting well we conduct interviews and then doctors are always stressed basically. So I was kind of like, well actually for this I guess that works. Yay, the rest of your life is going to be exactly like that. Yeah. Like that, but, like, some needles, too. That's the worst thing you could have said, <laughs> but okay. You're welcome. Oh, it's fine. Uh, man, I wish I would have done my anecdote. I didn't. I've just been thinking about it this whole time. Now it, it makes it sound like I'm not that, like, into being a doctor, but I had a legitimate reason. We can just 
tack it onto the end and be like, by the way, she really wanted to say this and she forgot. So here it is. I forgot. It was really important. Tell me your story. We don't have to put it in. Well, because I was going to say, you know, I had my whole thing about like taking biology at my science school and getting into anatomy was what got me initially interested in like medicine and maybe doing forensics and then medical examination. And then I kind of started to change that outlook and I really solidified wanting to go to medical school because, which hopefully he never listens to this because I do hate to attribute it, attribute this much, much uh, to him. But my, my dad is a nurse practitioner, and when he finally decided to, you know, exist, at one point he was telling us about some of his patients, and we were walking around, and you know, he tells us about his patients all the time, not in any, like, HIPAA-violating way, but, but, you know, just generally, like, the kinds of patients he was seeing, some of the stuff that he had personally done as far as treatment stuff goes, but we were walking around just on a family day thing, and there was this fa- there was this other family who was walking around. There was a lot of families walking around. And there was this one, and it was his parents, and they were pushing their kid around in a wheelchair. And they saw my dad, and they came, they came over to talk to him, and they were just kind of like, oh, you know, how are you doing, blah, 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 blah. And when he came back over, like when we walked away, he was like, man, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we weren't really sure that that kid was going to survive. Oh. And like that was kind of the moment where I was like, dude, physicians do stuff. Because I, I, I don't know. I've been fortunate to not go to the doc, like need to go to the doctor very often. I've never had a family member who was like in particular medical peril at any time, which is where a lot of people's stories kind of come from. But just kind of hearing my dad talk about his patients, and especially that moment where I was like, that's a kid who, like, could have lost his life, and, you know, the medical care that he was given has made it so that he can come out here and be with his family, you know, hanging around, doing kid stuff, and that's awesome. So for me, that was kind of where I was like, oh, dang, I I really want to go into medicine, which which sounds way better than what I said earlier. I've only been in medical school, like, three months, and I'm already considering internal medicine, which is a scary thing for me because I was like, I'll never be a primary care physician, but it didn't take very long for me to start being like, well, maybe, but yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, people get into it a variety of different ways. I've heard all kinds of different stories. I feel like they make it sound like, you know, everybody who ever went into medicine ever always knew, but it's not really like that. And there's plenty of people who get into it who are just like interested in, you know, the research parts of it or whatever. There's a need for that, certainly. We need, you know, medication and stuff sometimes. Yeah, that would be a good thing to have. So, um, I guess as I kind of mentioned, so I'm a first-year medical student. We just finished anatomy, which is supposedly like the hell class of medical school. I survived. If you're interested in medical school, you will survive. They told us that many times throughout the semester. They're like, every every physician who's ever practiced has done this. You'll make it. Basically, right now, I'm just going to keep doing that. I don't actually have to worry about a whole lot other than not failing. That's, that's always important. Yeah, but like, 
the national exams don't start till second year, so... Oh, yeah, you have to take a lot of those. More tests. Yeah, it never ends. It never ends. I found out that some of the step exams you take in your residency, and I was like, are you shitting me? I thought there were only two. I actually don't know how many there are now. There may be four. And then in your practice, every two years, you have to... No. Oh, God. You get sued. You just get sued instead. You just have to pay for insurance for that. They really don't market being a physician very well. I mean, <laughs> is it that glamorous? Like, it's important, but... Maybe maybe it's glamorous if you're a dermatologist, but for basically everything else. Anyway, so, um, yeah, basically the future is one day I will hopefully be in residency. <laughs> hey! Um... <laughs> And I don't know. Eventually I'll practice medicine and whatever. But but for now. But for now we just have this podcast. Yeah, so right now um, I'm coming up on towards the middle of January. I think will be the midpoint of my residency. So uh, I'm working on a team doing actual Google work right now. I'm helping keep spam off of Google Maps. And then hopefully... Um, I'll convert to a full-time engineer and pick my forever team. It's funny. It's like rotations, and then you pick a thing based on those rotations, and I'm like, oh, just like medical school. Did we do it? Did we sign off? Oh, God. We need taglines. We need music! (laughs) (laughs) So, um, this was the kind of disastrous first episode. It was very good. It was... Well, hopefully it will be after some editing. Um, and if it's not, sorry. Then we'll do better next time, and you should tune in whenever we get to that. It's a work in progress. If anyone listens to this, if you have any constructive criticism, please, God, read me in any direction. I don't know where this will be posted. Me neither. <laughs> we'll find that out later. I don't know how people will contact us. Oh. Oh, should I oh, make, shit. like... I'll just make an email account and put it like in the text description of wherever this goes and we can get emails there we'll have emails yeah we'll have emails (laughs) um if you have specific questions that would be super good god please we don't know what we're doing literally any direction would be great if you have any specific questions about anything we mentioned that you want to hear in more detail uh we will love to talk to you in very, very deep detail about anything you want that's not confidential or violating patient privacy. So, like, I don't know, like 30% of the stuff we talk about. <laughs> I feel like I can finagle most things in a way that's not a HIPAA violation. I don't know what I can talk about. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're kind of up shit creek with that one, but... So, yeah, I mean... If you have questions, you can ask us. We may or may not be able to answer them, but we'll try. We'll try. Even We'll answer them even if it's a really bad answer. Yeah. Unless it's a really bad question, so the onus is on you. And yeah, thank you for listening if you if anyone listens. Appreciate <laughs> thank it. you for listening, Void. Thank you. Yay. <laughs>